Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about ability, power, and presence in Division 2, calling for a little bit more presence, maybe not so much more power, but just more presence for the abilities in Division 2, especially in the early game. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live, twitch.tv slash I might be live right now. That's usually when I have these hit the feeds. So come on in and join. If I'm not live, throw me a follow so you can catch these when they happen whenever I'm live on Twitch. So I'm going to jump right into the questions in the middle of a shootout here. Gale Play, how big of a part of D2 combat skills are, and do you think skills should be a larger part and matter more? I haven't played it myself yet, but my biggest concerns are skills. Uh, They seem really lackluster, long cooldown. Yeah, I mean, essentially, that's what the entire talk was about. Now, you're saying how important are they? I don't, I wasn't necessarily arguing for their importance. I was arguing for their presence, and I do think there's a difference. If you make them important, it can come down to the difference between. Like if you guys remember the early game of Division 1, one of the only ways to win and, and really compete and stay alive in the challenges was to stack up and use uh, as many as you could of those little healing stations, right? So that became important. So like when you create importance, sometimes you can create like really, really one-dimensional builds for the challenging endgame content. And I'm not asking for that at all. I'm asking for more presence. I think when you have more presence... Number one, it gives you some freedom of movement. It's a cover-based shooter, and it gets kind of relegated into a shootout. And there's nothing wrong with that, but one of the reasons that can get kind of boring is because you feel stuck. You're like, I can't really move. My ability just isn't showing up enough. I'm kind of stuck. You know, I threw out my turret. We moved to the next area, and now we've got this new swath of enemies, and my turret's on a two-minute cooldown. Well, for frick's sakes, like, you know, how am I even going to... I'm basically stuck in a shootout. So what ends up happening is is the combat gets very one-dimensional. I'm not saying a, a, a cover-based shooter shouldn't have a lot of looties... Uh, a lot of looties and shooties. It shouldn't... I'm not saying it shouldn't have a lot of cover-based shootouts, but I worry that the shootouts just drone on so long, and you would have a little bit more freedom of movement if you had your abilities showing up a little bit more often. Again, it can help with drawing aggro, stunning the enemies, pushing them back, giving you a little bit more uh, creativity in your in what you're deciding to do which in turn, I think, can lead to a sense of playstyle differences. If you're running a certain type of ability and you know that it empowers you to play maybe a little bit more aggressive, and while you're being more aggressive, maybe your teammate can be more healing-oriented, etc., this is going to come into endgame play as well. So I'm not just talking like meat and potatoes content, like I want to just keep throwing out abilities. Uh, but I also think... I all, you, you never want people to feel like they don't have choice. In games like this, that's kind of my concern, is like you're going to get to a point where you're min-maxing your build, you get a really strong gun, but if your abilities aren't showing up enough, choice just kind of goes out the window. You're mainly just getting into really long, drawn-out shootouts, and in the process of being in those long, drawn-out shootouts, your abilities are just kind of almost like mocking you with their lack of presence. 
so again it's not about importance it's about presence if it's too important then again it creates more of the problem that we're trying to alleviate we're trying to alleviate one dimensional gameplay where you're doing the same thing over and over again and you don't ever really get any variety or any choice in the matter if you make abilities too too important you're going to do the exact same dadgum thing you're going to make people do basically like run this build this is the only build that works and then it becomes one dimensional gyrotype how do you think division 2 is going to impact the way uh the way other games within the looter shooter genre and how they approach player progression will this be the new standard for releases well number one not every not every game can do what the division does because not every game is a min maxing game so a lot of the times i think people look at a game like this and they're like well people are playing for hours it's such a good game then you should bungie should do that and it's like well you're suggesting that bungie do things that are outside of the identity of what bungie has created bungie has created a looter shooter correct but the appeal of the weapons in destiny are no are like are so far removed from being like what the appeal of guns are in the division because you're basically stat chasing in division and you're role chasing in destiny well that's not really that much different is it well it kind of is because basically in destiny one perk can make all the difference in how a gun feels and handles and how much you like it and that's going to be the difference between you liking it wanting to use it or its efficiency in division you can have great perks but it it might not even really be within what you're what you're trying to build if you're trying to build a specific uh you know type of play you're gonna have to consider that whenever you're picking up gear and checking all of its stats so min maxing comes from stats and one stat on on a gun can be all the difference in destiny it's kind of the other direction if you get a bad perk and you're trying to run something with that bad perk, you really are going to feel like it isn't it isn't even a good gun. In Division, you could have a game with good stats and one bad stat, and you could still use it. And in Destiny, it's like you get a hand cannon, there's only, what, like two active perks. So it's a lot more simplistic. So I don't think we need to conclude that, like, oh, man, Bungie needs to learn everything, he- learn everything here. But I think Mike said it really well last night on the Rageous Roundtable. 30 and so gaming basically said build the game backwards you 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 go backwards and i think i i took what he said and i paralleled it to how they did the taken king raid in destiny one in destiny one they built the hard mode first and in building hard mode first they were able to then take certain mechanics and tone them down and tone them down to to normal and then that's where they got normal essentially what you would do in a game like destiny or even a game like this is you build the absolute strongest player you possibly can the absolute strongest player that you possibly can and then after that you build backwards so you start stripping things away and something that i think division did a very good job of is a lot of what they did is they stripped away quality they didn't strip away substance what on earth do you mean by that Lono? that just sounds like you're just trying to use some big word to confuse us they strip away the quality of the item but the substance is still there if you get a piece of armor that has a perk set that matches another piece of armor that has the same substance in the early game as it does in the end game because it's interesting it affects your build it it uh it affects your choices okay when uh you're not getting xp for these size missions because it looks like you have completed in your world already i'm not getting xp 
Yeah, I'm not getting XP, Milo. You're running stuff I've already done. Zip Zip just noticed I'm not advancing. Um how do I leave the how do I leave the the group? Yeah, I'm not getting XP. Zip Zip just noticed it. I my XP hasn't hasn't moved. I've muted group. Have I left the group? Sorry to those listening to the Q&A later. I, oh, I just clicked on news. Dadgummit. Don't put that crap in your games, dude. I don't want to go read a browser. What section of the map? Do you have side missions still? I had side missions all over here, but I don't know which ones I've done and which ones I haven't. I think we just need to go to my game so I know specifically... Um, I, need to, I did it again! Oh... I'm literally going over to social. I don't want to go to news. Uh, leave group. All right. You're going to have to join my game. Um, clicking on news is so tilting and so easy to do. Uh, man, I was given a really good answer to that question too. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, there's side missions all down here and they're all 24. Um, yeah. All right. Well, let's just go to this control point. So... What I was saying is, if you build the game backwards, you strip away quality, you don't strip away substance. So when they strip away the quality of like, let's just let's just look at my loadout and I'll give you an example. When they strip away the quality of this, uh, I've got a pair of purple gloves and they are, um, these are Alps Summit Armament, okay? They're purple. Now, when you get these green, the sub... The substance is still there. They are still Alps, uh, Alps Summit Armaments. They still add, you know, cooldown reduction, skill power. They still do stuff to my build. They still have stats, but their quality has been stripped away, not their substance. What you do in the game then when you do this is you're giving me the ability to continue to feel like I am chasing really dope stuff from the beginning of the game to the end game, and it always feels like it has the same substance, but the quality, obviously, and then the, subsequently the power goes up as I advance in the game. So I'm not ever really doing anything that's all that different, but the addiction is in the sense of quality and power increasing while the substance is essentially staying the same. So that's why I think you can build the game backwards. You go into a game like in Destiny 3, they should basically build the absolute strongest guardian they can. Here's what a guardian will look like with a fully built skill tree, the strongest gun in the game, the strongest uh, the strongest hand cannon, shotgun, and rocket launcher in the game. Give them the strongest everything. And you know what you do? You just reverse engineer everything strip away the power on the gun what's the next level down going to look like next level down, next level down, next level down, next level down you go all the way all the way down and you just keep keep stripping it down, stripping it down, stripping it down so then when you get into the end game, you're like I've been doing this for a while, I've been chasing these guns with these perks and my guns are getting better, my armor's getting better so when you go from white to green to blue to purple, it isn't like and that's one of the things where Bungie I think has missed the mark is that the reason people always just want to rush through campaign is so much of what you get is just garbage. It's like this gun doesn't even freaking matter. Nothing on it is interesting. 
well you can maintain the substance of the gun and how cool the gun is all you've done is you've lowered its quality so you can get a green gun in destiny 3 you should be able to get a green gun that has the substance of like a nice hand cannon but it just doesn't have the quality well what makes the quality go up investment putting perks on it putting mods on it um leveling the gun up proficiencies things like that like obviously you'd have some of those customizations and some of those pools and some of those things that you do to make the gun feel better and make the gun feel stronger so that by the time you arrive at what they built they built this the strongest guardian possible you've you feel a sense of accomplishment you feel a sense of like everything i was doing led to this moment and they could make sure everything is perfectly balanced why because they built the absolute strongest guardians and guns and armor first and then they went and then they walked it all backwards so when mike said that on the on the rageous round table it was like an epiphany for me because i kind of saw that's what made king's fall so so good king's fall works so so well for that reason in King's Fall, they the difference between normal and hard just it made sense because they had reverse engineered it was like we'll build hard we'll strip things away and that's normal so when people went from normal to hard there was like a logic and a harmony within the game there wasn't this like jarring sort of oh wait suddenly the entire thing is changing this is very different so that again that king's fall that king's fall like reference i think is so important because that made that raid transition from you know normal to hard so so enjoyable and i think right now um it's making it's making the early game of division so so enjoyable because you have this clear sense of this is what i'm going to be doing in the game why do they keep glitching up here that's twice now are they climbing and it's just not showing me the climbing animation oh they're climbing wow they were legit like it felt like they were just not even having to do any climbing it's like appearing that's how i would do it that's what people can learn from this game is start at the end and work your way backwards do you think part of the problem is that abilities are so passive, i.e. turret is mainly an aimbot, the skill uh, cap on it basically involves tossing uh, tossing it in the right place, if the availability is increased, do you think they need to tweak other things to make the ability uh, the abilities require more thought? Well, sure, and that's why I said, I'm not arguing for more power, I'm arguing for more presence. So I don't want the turret to become just the, this mindless aimbot nuisance and you just keep throwing it out and it's just this huge distraction and it makes it makes certain fights like really really easy I don't want that I certainly don't think that that would be good uh, for the flow of the game but I also don't think you want people feeling like they abilities are not are not even they're, they're not even present and basically what they need to be doing is just getting in shootouts like I feel like that's what a lot of the time I'm doing and I I actually have abilities that I can use a lot but because my abilities are more passive I'm only ever reacting I'm healing I'm pulling out the shield I'm you know I'm reacting to the enemy and what the enemy's doing I'm not actually being proactive some of that's because I'm not using uh I'm not using offensive abilities and part of the reason I'm not using offensive abilities is I know they have a lack of presence I know their cooldowns are kind of crappy and some of them weren't working too like that obviously played a role people thankfully let me know ahead of time that some of the stuff was bugged Um, but if I had turret for example I know for a fact that in a lot of the fights I wouldn't even be throwing it out because there's just it has a very very significant lack of presence and a lot of that is because they just the cooldown on it is so so long um 
and I think that that that's playing a huge role in the in in people in people's flow and people's sense of well, just getting a shootout. Then you know what's the freaking point? Um, just getting a shootout. You don't need to use your abilities. Just use your guns. And also, you got to think about what you're teaching the player. You're teaching the player that you know guns are the number one thing. So people are just going to spec into gun builds. I don't think that's a problem, but that's just another way you're kind of flattening out choice and solution. Uh, Ather Wit says, You may have already answered, uh, but you mentioned that some of the deployable abilities are having issues. What issues? Basically, they were coming out and immediately disappearing. That's what was going on with the, uh, the deployables. So you would, uh, you would go to put out your healer drone. It would disappear immediately. Uh, you would go to do... Uh, there were a handful of other things that were just not working. I think there was the, um, I think the drones in general were acting up. Some of the abilities were even crashing the game, uh, as well. I can't quite figure out what we're supposed to do, Milo. We're supposed to be retrieving arms components. I'm not seeing anything to pick up. I'm running, I feel like I'm running along all the walls and I don't, I hope we're not like, are we soft locked or something? Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like we can. Uh, we're not. We're not finding anything to grab. I just assume they were like the little boxes from the last mission that had the C4 in them. Next question. Uh, hot like robot. As a player who never played the first game, uh, what are some pointers I should know starting out? This is going to seem basic, but you really have to stay. You really have to stay in cover. You really have to stay in cover. Uh, you also have to go down zip lines three times. That's the charm. Third time's the charm. Just kidding. I'm not allowed to come down. I, I don't know what the frick this game is doing. I can't come down. I must, I was supposed to take that one, apparently. Neat. Um, just stay in cover, really. I mean, that it, it, it's... I know if, you, if you're not a fan of cover-based shooters, that might seem really boring. But the more I've kind of embraced navigating cover, uh, the more I've navigated that the more I've felt like I'm, I can make better decisions and I can be a better player. Uh, if you don't do that, I think that's when you typically find yourself in situations where your, your health suddenly runs out, you know, and you're, you're really, really frustrated because you're always low health or whatever the case may be. Like just now what I just did, like I was monitoring my health. I knew I could peek out. I could tank some of those shots. Um, some of the nature of the combat, like what we're getting into right now is this guy's just basically buying his time. I know I'm going to kill him. I'm not going to lose this fight, but what I'm doing is, is I'm protecting, I'm protecting what is very, very valuable to me. And that is my health and my shields. So I wasn't going to be aggressive to poke out just to get that, you know, that last shot on him. Um, so stay in cover. Also invest in a healing ability. I would invest in a healing ability. I think the chem launcher's refresh rate is one of the reasons to use it. Uh, it shows up pretty often. It's pretty easy to use. You just give it one quick tap, and it puts it it puts it right on the ground. And when it does that, you're 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 pretty much back in business. You're basically freeing yourself up from constantly having to use your armor. It's basically like your med kits. Like you have those things that like replenish your armor. Um, you don't have to use those as often if you're consistently using the chem launcher to heal yourself. Um, Swarm can res you. Yeah, there's that one too. 
something to heal you there's a handful of things to heal you the deployable drone isn't bad but the only reason I don't like the deployable drone to heal you is because once you're done being healed you basically have to get rid of it and now you're waiting on a cooldown chem launcher can launch three times and the cooldown of getting it back I mean it's really really fast so I don't ever really feel like I'm struggling we're missing one box somewhere we walked past it or something Milo we have seven out of eight we must have just walked past one of the cases. Hopefully it's not because I grabbed cases really close together and it jacked up the count because I was grabbing them really fast. Um, I hope that didn't like mess it up because uh, it definitely feels like we're literally missing one wood crate somewhere. Um, drone to heal, picked up Ken Launcher ASAP, haven't switched, black, haven't switched back. Right, that's just one of the problems of Chem Launcher has presence but not a lot of power. And I'm just like... That's why I'm using it over the drone healer. The drone healer, I'm just kind of like, uh, once I don't need it, I feel like now I've got to get rid of it. And then when I get rid of it, now I'm kind of screwed because now I got to wait for it to come back if I need to heal. Chem launcher, I can hide, I heal myself, and then that's the end of it. And then I'm able to, and then I'm able to feel that sense of like, okay, let's get back to the action. Oh, I get shot a little bit again. No worries. I've got another, you know, I got another, uh, chem, you know, chem thing ready to go. Uh, that is enabling me, you know, to advance the content, advance the, you know, advance and progress. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, Milo. We we've missed one, or it's soft locked because I, I, like I said, I was opening the boxes really, really close together, and I think I may have missed the max, messed the count up. We were at five. We were at five when. It, never mind, you found it. I was like, my gosh, if we soft lock this, that's going to be a huge bummer. We're trying to race for XP so I can level up to play with uh, Travis tonight. Um. Next question: Do you see the content lasting or burning out like Division One? Division One didn't burn out. Division One people got to the end game and they were like, "There's nothing to do." It didn't burn out. I don't think that's a proper description of what happened uh, in Division One. Division One, you basically burned through everything and then had nothing to do. Um, and that was the main that was the main gripe and the main frustration that people had was that they, well what what are we supposed to do the end game's not even that exciting uh, and then they were supposed to fix it with incursions and incursions in some respect made things worse because they were glitchy they were exploitable and it just became a nightmare um, so what was supposed to be kind of the savior of the content made honestly made things way worse it was almost like the, the content kind of betrayed what it was promising folks were expecting it to make things significantly better uh and it just didn't in division in division two i felt like and i've said this many many times one of the defining traits i've given this game is that it's built to last it is they they were thoughtful about the game rolling over into the end game now what remains to be seen is not does it have a good end game because everybody's praising the frick out of the end game that's not the question Questions not, does it have a good end game? No, that's not the question. Questions not, does it have a good early game? No, early game's great. Early game isn't trash or stupid like so many loot pursuit games where the early game is cannon fodder to get to the true the true value. The, the, the early game's got great value and it's very satisfying. The true question is, how are they going to extend the experience? Extending the experience is the true question at this point because... They can give us a great end game, and that's really satisfying, but eventually people are going to say, okay, I've got a great build, I've got great gear, now what? Now what are we doing? What's the new content going to be like? And they've got a whole year of free content, they've got new specialists on the way. I think they were really thoughtful, man. 
I think they were really thoughtful about how to increase, you know, what what folks are just not only doing but taking satisfaction in and you know there's also things like survival people have spectated you know that could come i don't know how much survival would bring to this game though i feel like survival came at a time when there wasn't much else to do and that i feel like survival was really really fun because there was almost nothing else going on at the time i still love survival i just wonder how appealing folks would find survival on the heels of such a great launch you know would they enjoy it as much or would they find it to be maybe really thin and not all that exciting um so man of steel in division one there were very cheesy builds that emerged with super low cooldowns do you have any thought on if you're okay with say a tech build like the one shot sticky bomb and the first game basically a noob tube that was up every 10 to 15 seconds but your guns are like a wet noodle to a certain extent, if their combat efficiency isn't changing, why does it matter? That would be my question. Are they trivializing content or are they doing a focused build? And in doing their focused build, are they are they are they basically doing the exact same thing that you're doing? They're just doing it with abilities instead of their guns. What's the problem? That's what min-maxing is. Like if you make your rifle really, really strong, and I rake my shotgun really, really strong, are you going to say, well, that's not fair. Shotguns really shouldn't be like that. You shouldn't be able to main a shotgun. If my combat efficiency is basically the same as yours, but I'm just playing differently, does it really matter? If I'm, think about it like this. If I'm robbing from strength to, to invest in stamina, so I last a really long time, but my attacks are weaker, would you say that that trivializes the content? No, you would just say you're playing differently than me. The exact same thing uh, could be said about this game and abilities. Now you're saying it's cheesy. Again, my question would be combat efficiency. Am I going in and just completely negating mechanics? Am I going in and completely negating uh, the like the way the way they've set the game up to where it's just everything is super easy and just stupidly just again just trivialized if if it's not trivialized that's fine if you don't want to be a gun based agent you want to be a technology based agent I think that's totally fine I think one of the specialists that's what they should be I think one of the specialists should be a tech specialist and I think he should like his 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 special should be like he pulls out a laptop to do something I don't know and the laptop like lets him do something crazy you know but again, the issue there would be that's a choice the player's making and that could complement other teams and other builds. And the question isn't, can you do it? The question is, what does it do to the game? Does it trivialize the game or is it just another build option? Uh, and I know you said uh, you don't really have a problem with it either, just wanting your thoughts. Yeah, I just I don't think it hurts the game if, if as, as long as it doesn't make combat efficiency broken. Combat efficiency being broken, again trivializes content and then that's when I think things start to kind of fall off the rails. You don't want people basically one-shotting bosses and stuff or spamming bosses to the point that you can't, you know, the, the, the boss can't do anything. You don't want that either. You don't want bosses basically, again, just completely trivialized, whether you're completely neutralizing them or you're you're killing them really really fast because there's a couple of things you could do with with really strong ability builds you could neutralize the boss and take them out of the picture with respect to like stunning them too much or suppressing them or distracting them there's a variety of things that could happen that i think they would need to be careful of with abilities uh being 
being showing up. That's why I kept saying presence is more important than power. If it has presence, it can have influence, but if it has too much power, then it can really negate and trivialize things. So it's more about the presence than it is the power. Uh, playing Division on Xbox controls are kind of clunky. Is there any way to remedy that? I don't know why controls would be clunky. I'm using an Xbox controller and I love it. I think a lot of the times you're maybe not realizing what you can do. And I'm going to give an example right now. If I want to go there, I can roll, tap A, and I grab it. You can literally be like chaining things together. You can like a lot of the reason I think people get frustrated is maybe they think they either need to be closer to stuff or maybe they don't realize they can chain something like that, like roll toward the wall and then tap A. And when you do that, uh, you're actually you're actually moving pretty agile. It's about as agile as I think you can move in this game is you're, you're putting yourself in a prime position. One of the reasons I think that's important is you're, you're not only staying in cover, but you're navigating cover quickly. Staying in cover is great, but if you navigate cover slowly, you're, you know, somebody's going to get shots on you and you're going to start to pretty quickly die. So, by the way, if you guys are new to this content and you're enjoying this structure and this style, I cover lots of games this way. I put the gameplay up in the box, turn the game sound off, and it's essentially like an interactive radio show podcast where I talk about a given topic, and then you can submit questions. So if you're enjoying the stream, please click the follow button. That is a free and easy way to support what I do. That's the heart button. White light. I don't know anything about Division 2. What are some things I should know if I want to buy it? Well, number one, you should know that it's a min-maxing game and it's a cover-based shooter. You will not, you will not be John Rambo. You will not be John Rambo. You need to stay in cover. You are a member of the unit if you ever watch that television show. If you ever watch that TV show, that is essentially what you are doing. You are becoming an efficient tactician and, you know, you're moving and you're navigating strategy and different different ways of engaging in combat, you know, flanking, good positioning, choosing your shots, things like that. You are not John Rambo. If you're wanting to charge at people and run at people and go guns a-blazing, if you want a third-person Call of Duty campaign, this ain't, this is not that. You're going to be very, very frustrated. I think a lot of people get frustrated with how restrictive the game is but when you lean into its lane it can be really really satisfying an example that I would give is like in Diablo right man I wish Diablo was open world I don't like how I'm just like I'm restricted to a path and a dungeon okay okay, but if you lean into that lane and you just start to sort of enjoy the game that Diablo is there's a wonderful game waiting for you with tons of loot and you can have a really really good time Uh, but that's not going to happen if you sort of reject out of hand the genre that the Diablo kind of falls into. And a lot of the times I think you need to remember that whenever you're approaching a game like this, I think some people come to this game and they're like, well, I was playing destiny or Anthem. And then they feel that they want that level of sort of loot and, you know, freedom and moving, they want that. And then they're going to be very, very dissatisfied. It would be like somebody coming to, you know, Destiny and saying, where's the cover? That was kind of one of the things that was, I mean, we talked about this, we joked about Skillup's review of Anthem, like he was complaining about a lack of cover and it was just like, it's not a cover-based shooter. Why are you asking for cover? Like, what are you actually talking about? You're Iron Man, fly up in the air, dodge, get out of the way, like move around. Like, you have you have so much agility in Anthem that I don't think you need you don't need cover, right? But again, if you're when you're if you're playing Anthem in that way and you're kind of complaining about the lack of cover, 
you're going to find it very, very frustrating. And in this game, if you're not using the cover and kind of leaning into the existing lanes that this game has for you, um, I think that can be a huge detriment to your experience as well because I just pushed up and I got flanked and I paid the price for it. I almost died. I had to move. I had to get my shield out and use that to kind of navigate the fight to keep myself in the fight. And if... If I would have just been like, no, I'm going to stay put or oh, I'm going to go out and try and kill this guy. I'm really angry and just played like hyper aggressive and mindless then I'm going to get really frustrated. So if you're going to jump into this game, you have got to know that on the outset. If you play this like a third person Call of Duty or Gears of War or something, I don't know, even Gears of War, you had to stay in cover quite a bit. If you play this game like it's third person COD, you're probably going to get pretty irritated and not enjoy your time. Also, it's a min-maxing game. So you like... You're you're attached to your loot, but in different uh, in different ways. You're attached to your loot, but in very different ways. You're not you're not keeping the same gun for like a really long time. But if you like a certain gun, you can get better versions of it later. That's why I said the stuff you're getting in the early game it has the same substance as the late game, but it's lower in quality and power. That's one of the beauties of Division. Like, I thought of that when I was answering that one question. That's how I'm going to consistently phrase it to people. The gear is of the same substance. It feels cool. It's got perks. You can build set, you know, sets. You can really have a, a build in the beginning with set bonuses before you ever step foot into the end game and I think that's a huge huge value add for the newcomer so pay attention to that go into your loot look at the stats what's the brand what's the and they make it very very easy right when I go in here and look I've got this little picture of an anchor on this loot that anchor is for providence defense and when I have three providence defenses it says right there brand set I get skill power health and weapon damage I'm getting a huge benefit uh, from having that and I think when, when folks start to think that way, that's when the game, I think, will hook you. I really do. I think that's when the game hooks you because you're understanding the game is communicating value to you. You're learning to speak the game's language, essentially. And the game, as it communicates that value to you, then you know what's good and what's bad. A lot of times in a game like this, if you're not really, really familiar with the game, you're like, I don't know what's good. I don't know what's bad. People do that all the time with me in Destiny. They're like, Lono, what's good? What's bad? What's a good role? What's a bad role? And sometimes it's hard for me to explain to them because I'm like, well, I mean, there's you really want this or that. I mean, it really comes down to damage and it really comes down to you know, increasing reload speed and damage. And a lot of the times that's like all I can really say to them in this game. I don't really think I have to teach you anything. I think the game teaches you it's, it's teaching you how to speak the language of division, which is set bonuses, gear, you know, gear that adds power. And as you learn to speak the game's language that, that it's communicating to you what's valuable. Then what happens, what's valuable to you what is valuable to you you may want a particular style of play or a particular style of gun or a bonus for such and such a thing and that's when you're going to start hunting for certain pieces of gear one of the most exciting things is once you get a build that you like is when you find a piece of gear that's from that set 
you're like, oh, this is stronger. This is a purple instead of a blue, and it's the same set that I'm using now, and you can just swap it out. That's like layered value. It's one thing to get something that's stronger and it's purple instead of blue. It's another thing to get something that's stronger that's purple instead of blue, and when you and and it's and it's your brand, my brand. Like you're able to just throw that sucker on, and that feels really, really nice. It's nice when you get a piece of gear that's stronger, but when you get a piece of gear that's stronger and it's made for you, you're like, this is this is what I like to use that's really really satisfying that's a layer of satisfaction that you can't quite get in a game without set bonuses and without an abundance of loot because most of the time you're you're searching for maybe like one particular like narrow piece of loot or like an exotic or something that you really really want and in this game I think you can come up with very very diverse builds and then certain things are going to be way more exciting than others and that comes down to your your player preference that's your preference. You're not actually going for what you think is what you've been told is the best. You're going for what you think is the best, and I think that's that's like a key component uh, to this game feeling really really exciting. Um, I'm gonna try and split the aggro here, Milo. I am taking. I'm pu- I'm getting a little bit punished for it though. Hmm. This is where positioning means everything, and uh, this guy is hurting me I, oh I'm getting hit by a bunch of them oh my gosh they all come up there's no, I'm not, I'm definitely dead I'm definitely dead I thought I made a good decision and then they all come up I didn't have I don't have sound so I had no idea I got ambushed they all came up on me sorry Milo uh next question Tony Darko wasn't there supposed to be a hotfix at night to adjustability cooldown seems like either it didn't go through or they didn't do a big enough thing I don't think they were necessarily fixing cooldowns I think they, they were trying to change them I think if I just give up I can spawn in 30 seconds and be behind you if you just want to dig in I can come help it's that it, 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 I just made a bad decision that I thought was a good decision at the time. I don't know exactly what they were doing to cooldowns. I think they were uh, addressing glitch cooldowns and then the ones that were disappearing right away. The Vest Effect says, Do you think they will uh, buff skills to make them matter more? The only thing I can see myself using skills for right now is crowd control, but I want to blow things up. Apparently they get really strong in the end game. Apparently they get really strong in the end game and can have more presence. That remains to be seen. We're we're hearing that and we're we're kind of we're kind of allowing that to inform our opinion. Um, and I don't know how true that is. So I mean, somebody could be saying that, and maybe they're really simplifying a complex problem. Um, when you know the truth of the matter is, there could be there could be a, a, a lack of presence in the end game just as much. Like I could be saying things that people are going to be saying in a couple of weeks. They're going to be like, no, you know, Lono was worried about it in the early game. And it's kind of that way in the end game abilities just don't have a whole lot of presence. Um, and we, you know, we really are, are seeing that the further along that we get. So, Gale play. Do you think overall looter shooter devs play too safe, usually having two to three usable abilities? I would love to see a looter shooter with like five skills usable and a bigger pool of skills. I mean, there's tons of abilities that are actually really strong uh, in in Anthem. I think there's abilities in this that could be a whole lot stronger or maybe just showing up more often. I mean, the, the, it's one of those things where I think you have to kind of ask yourself like, okay, we're going to lose weapon damage and health. 
but we're gonna gain we're gonna gain 900 on the armor so I think we're gonna make the change we're gonna try out some different uh, different build here a little bit of a different build I basically right now just been doing everything I can to buff uh, to buff armor anything that buffs armor I slap it on uh, just because I feel like that helps survivability going up generally uh, makes things feel really really good because a lot of it, what that's a lot of that's what what it comes down to uh, in this game is just staying alive. Um, and when you're when you're doing everything you can, you know, to stay alive, sometimes you have to prioritize your uh, your armor over like really cool abilities and stuff. So we're gonna throw on a different shotgun though, because that one's a little bit stronger. We're un- we're unseating gear. We're going through that really cool process of like weighing and analyzing. We're also getting great XP. Like I'm already a fourth of the way through 25. So let's just keep doing uh, let's just keep doing side missions. Uh, that one there probably fast travel to get to it. Um, I don't think they play it safe. I think sometimes they're worried. Um. Oh, I think he means having five active stills. Thank you, Man of Steel. Yeah, I mean, if they're worried about like, oh, you have you have way too many active skills, you know, you're basically, you know, you're basically God right now. Obviously, I think that's a concern. And and uh, and obviously, I think there is a time and a place to say too much freedom actually hurts freedom. We've we've had this conversation before where we said if you make people too strong, then what ends up happening is they have to build content for how strong you are or the content's trivial. So the content either becomes completely trivial and dumb and boring or they have to legislate the content to your your incredible strength. And when they build to your incredible strength, then what happens is freedom starts to go down because you're like, the only way I'm going to beat this content is if I play with an incredibly strong build. I can't really play. I don't have any lateral movement at all. I can't go to something that's a little bit weaker. If I go to something that's a little bit weaker, I'm automatically not going to be able to beat this content. So a lot of the times you don't want them to give you limitless freedom because limitless freedom tends to lead to less freedom. If you could basically equip broken builds in Destiny, they would have to create bosses and strikes and missions that were legislated to how strong you are and that's a problem because what ends up happening then is you're like well I have to run this build in order to be proficient. And if they don't do that, then the content's trivial and you don't actually feel strong. Do you really feel strong if everything you're doing is just getting cut through like butter? Like I don't think so. I don't, I don't feel very strong if nothing's truly challenging me. I feel strong if I'm overcoming something that feels challenging. That's one of the reasons that strength requires limitation. Because then you're put into positions where the content actually... Oh my gosh, this guy is so tanky. Holy crap. Oh man, I got great damage on him. Look at this dude. This build is really helping me out right now. Then your strength... It, it, it actually feels like true strength. But if you just go in and you're like, bam, and you like one shot the boss in the head, that doesn't feel like strength. That feels trivial. That feels like you're, you are God and cannot be challenged. And that's always, I think, going to be problematic in these games because I do think that they want you to feel strong, but strength requires strength, requires strength on both sides, I think. It's like, it's like, uh, something seems a lot brighter when it's shining in in darkness right like we're getting a little philosophical now but something seems brighter when it's shining in the darkness 
I could get out a flashlight on a sunny day, and you're like, that flashlight is weak. What are you talking about? I don't. I, it's not even doing anything. I can't. I can barely see it. But you get that flashlight out in a cave, and it could save your life. So you have to have, like, the the enemies have to feel strong. It has to feel dark for your guns to feel bright. If that makes sense. Um, so I think sometimes they have to limit what you can do, how many abilities you have active, you know, how strong the abilities are, how often they're showing up, which is why I was pretty measured in my feedback. It's like, I don't want abilities to have more power. I want abilities to have more presence just so I have a little bit more freedom in my movement and my navigating of the, of the landscapes and the enemies. So I don't feel like, man, everything's just a dadgum shootout because I'm just waiting on my ability to show up. RP008 says, I played Division 1 and the Dark Zone was horrible. Are the changes here a huge improvement? I haven't touched Dark Zone, so I couldn't tell you. I don't honestly know. I'm, I'm hearing good and bad. I'm hearing people saying it's great. The people on Reddit were like, Dark Zone's great, don't listen to the streamers. And there's other people that are like, Dark Zone's not really where it needs to be. It's got a long way to go. So I truly don't actually know the state of the Dark Zone with fans you know, people that are fans of the Dark Zone, I don't know what they, what exactly they're thinking. Alright, see you later, old soul. Um, Dark Zone solo, stay away. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't know what the status of everything is in there. I don't know if, you know, what people are thinking. Generally, I don't really care about Dark Zone. I just want to grind, man. I really just want to do looties and shooties. That's all I want to do, and I don't need to do Dark Zone to do that. Uh, pneumatic flow with the next question. What do you think about Massive's approach to abilities at launch and how to keep them fresh moving forward as in skills seem to have a good balance and nothing seems terribly overpowered? I actually don't know if they feel balanced. In my opinion, I feel like they feel pretty weak and there are some that are significantly more prominent and more prevalent than others. And I'm concerned that that means people aren't going to feel, you know, all that strong. They're going to sort of feel like they have to run a passive healing ability like chem you know like the chem healer because that's 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 the only thing that's really keeping them in the fight uh, or you know turrets just a great distraction so you just throw that down and there's just no thought uh, given to it I think cooldown on abilities needs looked at so your question basically ignores my entire talk you might not have been here for it my entire talk was built on the idea that I don't want abilities I don't want abilities to take over I don't want this to become anthem like cover based anthem where it's just nothing but abilities but I also think that there are there are, there are plenty of abilities that just aren't getting any any presence and any love because their cooldowns are a little bit too long maybe more reward for shutting it down so you could throw the turret out and when you throw that turret out it's you know you can use it and then you pull it back and then it's more readily available after maybe a little bit of a lesser cooldown the more you you know the more quickly you bring it back i don't know if that would lead to turret spam though you know like people are just constantly throwing the turret out shoots a couple enemies and they pull it back they've always got to think measured about these sorts of things because that's exactly what people end up doing with abilities is they find basically the cheapest way to use them and then that's all they end up doing is just kind of spamming uh, the abilities and then it and then it, again then you trivialize the content as we said a little bit ago and you don't want to trivialize the content Sim, uh, Mike, uh, Simicon says do you think skill power requirements for equipment mods are too high I feel like I've had to uh, sacrifice almost everything to activate them I think that's a pain point that's intentional I don't think they want you to be able to invest heavily in skill unless you sacrifice other things I think that's intrinsic balance 
That's intrinsic balance. You want that, you got to sacrifice for it. That's essentially what min-maxing is all about. Min-maxing is about you sacrificing one thing for another. And when you do that, you, you, you're feeling that sense of reward. Um, and that, again, things need to be dark in order for something to feel bright. And I don't think your choices are going to feel all that impactful if you're basically just able if you're if there's if there's no if there's no sense of I got freaking blocked by him I got blocked by an NPC um your ability your ability choices like investing in that skill power ain't gonna feel all that influential if it's uh if there's no sacrifice to get it does that make sense it's kind of like in destiny when you take off one exotic to put on another exotic you feel a sense of I'm I'm I don't have Orpheus Riggs tether on right now. I'm using shards of Galanor and it's completely changing the way uh, that I play. So, and it could need tweaked. Maybe they maybe they overreached. Maybe they overreached. Maybe they need to look at it and say, "Man, we we made it a way too difficult for people to use these things." Uh, you know, let's uh let's 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 tone it down a little bit so people can get into some skill builds cuz right now that, you know, basically the feedback from the players are that nobody can get into skill builds, you know. Um, like right here, I would sacrifice a ton of a ton of skill power. I would lose almost 200 skill power to gain like a thousand uh, armor. Well, I don't know. Is that worth it? That's a decision you have to make. But again, that's a decision that feels painful, and you kind of want it to feel painful. You kind of want to be like, man, I sacrificed a lot to get this skill power. So. We're leveling up very, very well here, dude, by blitzing stuff. So let's just keep blitzing these missions. Um, we're we're uh we are moving at a great clip here. Uh, Asgaida says instead of uh, adjusting cooldowns to enhance ability presence, could change the abilities to refresh once you exit combat. Uh, just like how armor refreshes. That way, the ability is present in every fight. I really like where your head's at. This isn't bad. This isn't bad because what this does is like, yeah, it resets you every fight. So then it's like, yeah, you get your turret every fight and you got to decide when you're going to use it and how you're going to use it. Um, I think that's really, really smart because then again, that's just the player empowered. I still feel like maybe presence would be better than what you're saying, but I think what you're saying would give that to me, and I think a lot of people would feel that decision is justified by saying, "Ah, yeah, every fight's new, every fight's got, you know, every every fight's got, you know, mini bosses, every fight's got, you know, bosses. Not every fight, but a lot of them do. So that combat flow makes sense to kind of reset the player every time. Here's your ammo, here's your grenades, and you know, here is your ability bag." Uh, Lanier says, do you feel that the talents in specs push players towards specific weapon types and abilities a bit too much as players, uh, will want to maximize the talents of a chosen specialization? Well, I think that's the point, right? Is the more you play, the more you're going to get a taste for the one that you like, and then you're going to dig in and build. I have not done enough with it to speak to this substantively. I'm not going to give you an answer. You're probably going to feel like it's very, uh, thought out because I haven't engaged with it enough. So I don't actually know. But I feel like whenever you're getting into that, like there's three specializations and you can kind of get into each one and like invest in each one, that kind of makes sense, right? Like you're kind of digging in and you're kind of doing it. Um, 
I don't know. I don't, I don't necessarily... I don't even... I don't know how to get in here, Milo. I think I was near it, and I think I ran away from it to come to you, and you're over here being clueless. Carrie, uh, just trying to, like, I guess, brute force it in. <laughs> I think it was over here. <laughs> I think I was actually near the little hopover. Because there was enemies in front of me when I got there, and then it said I was leaving mission area. Uh, is the uh, Sasquatch skill points required for some of the higher modes even reachable? I have a build in mind, but I can only get there with one to two thousand skill points. Mm, my assumption would be that it's either by accident too extreme, um, or we're not aware of builds. We're not aware of how you would do it yet. Because again, it's possible that there's gear we haven't seen that would assist in this. Um, I don't know why I came out of cover. I just came out of cover and almost died. I didn't do that. Um, I did not do that. Gonna need some help, Milo. I'm I'm at the mission. Find a way into the place. I'm I'm doing it right now. I we're at the I'm at the side mission, brother. And I keep coming out of cover. I don't know what I'm doing to do that. Uh Prototype gaming. Is there any major differences between PC and console for this game? Uh, is there a reason you play on console? I don't play on console. I'm playing on a PC with a controller, uh, and I don't feel like the controller hinders my gameplay at all. Um, yeah, I feel like my gameplay... Look, I handle issues just fine. I feel like I hit pretty good headshots with sniping and stuff. Now, in PvP, it might get a little bit different, you know, because the crispy, crispy, crispy aim... Uh, from people is gonna is gonna make a difference you know if they're if they're landing headshots really really fast with a you know with a mouse and keyboard but i don't go into pvp so i don't i don't really care about that Iggs, what do you say to people that claim there's not enough enemy variety because they're all just humans i think these people believe in the illusion of variety what do you mean lono <laughs> I believe a lot of games put forth the the illusion of variety. So in Diablo, all the different enemies that you fight, they're basically the same. <laughs> they're basically the same. Now, yeah, the bosses' attacks might be different and they have different abilities and stuff, but in general, in general, they're the same. There's the trash ads that rush you. There's the mid-tier guys that are a little bit tankier, and then the boss shows up, right? You got the reds, the blues the the golds and like the orange is like the different the different uh, tiers of the enemies in Diablo and the same thing is in Destiny it are you really experiencing uh incredibly different and varied content when you play against the hive versus the fallen no trash ads pop their heads tanky enemies with with shields bum rush them or hit them with something heavier here comes the mini boss or the boss get out your heavy and your super you're not doing like that again I, you're you're buying into an illusion it's an illusion of variety it's not actually variety um i'm not knocking destiny i'm not knocking borderlands actually did a pretty good job i think with variety i think variety in borderlands was one of the better games because there is a pretty big difference between bully mongs and fighting like the bandits and then obviously there's the skags and then there's the guys that go underneath the ground there's the threshers and stuff i actually think enemy variety is is probably very very good if not one of the best enemy varieties that you see you see in borderlands 
but beyond that, even in that realm, I still feel like they're kind of dialing in the same idea. Even once you get into those, mo- even once you get into those modes, there's the guys that are weaker that die pretty fast. Uh, yeah, there's racks as well. There's racks. There's the th- there's the. Um, we can have a field day with this discussion, right? Because there's the guys that go invisible, uh, the stalkers, the threshers go underground. Um, Man, there's a lot. There's a lot. I really do feel like Borderlands did, a, did an exceptional job because a lot of the times, the, the gameplay and the and the combat feels different when you're fighting a bully mong, a group of bully mongs versus a group of threshers, a group of threshers versus the chrysalisks down inside of uh, the acid place. What's the acid place called? Um, and then there was like the bugs. There was the bugs whenever you got into the tundra place. I mean, they're they're yeah, they do a really really good job with variety. They do. Um, I give them full marks, but outside of uh, Borderlands, I feel like a lot of these games we just accept. Um, we just accept that there, there's not. We we accept like the again, it's the illusion of variety. I just don't think it's true. Uh, I don't think it's true variety. Um, creepers, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things in Borderlands that I think changes the combat flow. I think if you want an example of that, go there. Now, but that doesn't mean that Division needs to do that. Um, I don't think Division needs to do that. Reboot the antenna, power the amplifier. I don't understand. How am I supposed to get through this door? Am I missing a switch or do I just jump over? Oh, we just jump over. I thought that we were waiting for the door to open. Uh, Jeremy haven't says, haven't really looked into Div, Div too much. Have you experienced endgame activities yet? Nope, I have not. I've heard great things, though. I'm very excited about how the entire world changes once you get into the endgame. Um, why is it telling me I'm leaving the mission area? I don't understand. Now it's telling me I need to defend the area. Do I have an old waypoint? Oh my gosh. I'm so stupid, Milo. I jumped out. I jumped out and can't get back in. I'm an idiot. Uh, but no, I haven't touched the end the end game stuff. I'm gonna come back in, Milo. I'm sorry, Matrix. Uh, how do you feel about mods decreasing some stats? I'd be okay with stats like handling, but decreased crits seems a bit too much. No, man, that's min max. That's a min max game. That's what's supposed to happen. Braced frame in Destiny One gave you a ton of stability, and you lost bullets in the mag. That's a trade. You're like, oh, I'm going to lose this. But then you come up with synergies. Braced frame paired really well with glass half full. Now, glass half full wasn't that impactful. I mean, it didn't actually do much to your TTK, but you got to the bottom half of the mag faster and brace frame gave you stability. Brace frame got you there. Lowering the mag wasn't that big of a deal. Um, So, no, that's exactly what it should be like. You're trying to find, you're trying to take take and add pieces together to have a, to have an optimum build and I think that that's, that's exactly one of the value points here. Again, like I said earlier, when I looked at my build right now and I could gain a thousand armor but I was going to lose skill power that trade makes my decision feel really really good if, it, if I feel like it impacts my gameplay. If I'm like well, I'm losing skill power, but man, th- this extra armor is making a difference. I do feel stronger in this area, whatever. Or I'm going to sacrifice the armor, and in sacrifice the armor, I go with the skill power. I think when that happens, again, you're getting a sense of I'm I am I am making these decisions, and it's impacting my gameplay. That's what min maxing really, really does. That's when min maxing's at its absolute best. It's at its absolute best when that's happening. 
is you're making a choice that you both lose and gain some and you have to decide is the loss worth the gain so we're going to end there that was the last question great Q&A session we're going to keep streaming though don't go anywhere I'll turn game sound on we're going to keep grinding to the higher levels for Tipsy Tuesday tonight if you're listening to this on iTunes Google Play Spotify or watching on YouTube you can always tune in live twitch.tv slash say no to rage as with all of my content I appreciate you listening and watching please like share and subscribe